You're listening to the Virtual World Society podcast. For this episode, we invited Nathan C. Bowser, Chief Marketing Officer for AWE. To get involved with our organization, head over to virtualworldsociety.org. What is going on, everybody? It is Maxwell with the Virtual World Society podcast here today with the wonderful, the talented Nathan C. Bowser, Chief Marketing Officer for AWE, the Augmented World Expo, which I just had the pleasure of attending my first time, and it was incredible. Nathan, thank you for being on the show, and thank you for all that you do, especially for AWE. Oh goodness! Well, I can't take credit for all of AWE. That's a that's a team of many people, uh, you know, led by um, my my boss Ori Imbar for the last fourteen years, and it's been uh, such an awesome group uh, to be working with for the last year. So, uh, I'm still riding that high from AWE uh, last a couple of weeks. It feels like last week, although I think it's almost three ago if you can believe it yeah it is truly crazy how it was a little while ago a couple of weeks ago and it does it feels like it was it was last week i feel like i just got home from from california and man the the people the events the technology all of it is so amazing and this world of xr that we work in is pretty mind-blowing how did you get involved with this community were you always involved in in technology and in xr well, I, I kind of describe that like my work in XR is like my third dream job. Um, I'm one of those people that kind of finds something, makes it my special interest and, uh, you know, totally consumes uh, their whole day um, thinking about and getting into things. I really, you know, I started my first career was I, I was an art gallery director and art handler. Um, Really, my entry into um, technology and tech marketing um, was as a, a content strategist. Um, and I, I really fell in love with this idea of technology um, and startups and innovation as a way to make better experiences um, through this experience design conference called Delight uh, that I attended and then eventually worked for. Um, and that whole motto uh, for that event was that, you know, companies that are loved win and that great experiences is a, is a really successful business model if you apply it in the right way. Uh, and so I, I sort of came to technology from a very like design thinking, user centric experience design uh, focus. And I've always been interested in where um, you know, communication, storytelling, and marketing uh, it intersects with that ability to drive great experiences. Um, and so, like from a very early on, I've been kind of described as like a marketer who thinks like a product person, because uh, I'm always asking like, what's the user doing? What are they? You know, what do, what do they value? How can we make their day first? Um, I talk a lot about dessert first as one of my core strategies where I want to like give people value. Um, before I ask them anything. Um, and, you know, in that early agency world, I was just lucky enough to have um, 
a 360 video company called 360 Labs that was basically like office sharing with us. And I think they might have even had like a work trade, uh, you know, as part of their rent um, was to do, you know, work for the agency. And I was lucky enough that my team was the only one that had a little bit of flexibility. Um, I was on an internal marketing team. So like my team had like the time and flexibility to say yes um, in about 2016 to doing 360 video for ads and like wayfinding um, and, you know, like using Facebook's, you know, early 360 viewers, uh, you know, to its fullest extent. Um, and ever since then, I've been building content, telling stories, um, teaching people about XR. Um, how to use it, you know, how to think about those user experiences, how to deliver really, you know, to deliver value. Um, and then um, before I started my, my time with AWE, I had the opportunity to work with a, a couple different augmented reality startups. Um, the first was Torch, which was a design tool. And oh my goodness, not only did we work with a really fantastic product development team um, at Torch, but we basically, like our biz dev strategy was we're a prototyping tool. So every business meeting that we have, we'll just bring um, a proof of concept, a proof of value application that shows you the customer's like use case uh, built with our tool. Um, so that like the goal is, you know, we don't ever have to explain it to you. We can just show it to you. Um, and as a result, I got so many, you know, so much exposure to different use cases, to different industries, to different questions and pain points. And um, that's really where teaching B2B XR for business um, kind of became one of like the primary things I do on a daily um, because we were connecting with all of these brands, um, you know, global agencies, you know, um, you know, Fortune 100 fashion brands and others. Um, and everybody kind of had the same questions. Um, and it was, um, and you know, you, you see it in McKinsey's uh, reports, you know, even now, you know, where's the value? How do I figure out, you know, the use cases? How do I get my team so that they feel confident in this space? And like the short answer is that's all like kind of a product development and design thinking problem, um, right? Like solve the right problem, solve it in the right way, learn and grow and test. Um, so um, I've been really geeky uh, in that space about like helping businesses connect with innovation, helping um, innovators, you know, meet businesses where they need to be. Um, and uh, oh, goodness, I'm, I'm giving you the full laundry list. How are we doing on depth? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is fantastic. You know, it's interesting how one word keeps coming up again and again. And I hear this word all the time in XR, which is storytelling. Storytelling is mm -hmm. is that big word that I always hear. Storytelling and design. And it, what's funny is I work for Engage XR, and Engage is a great platform, right? We have all the we have all the tech people, and we have the engineers that are that are building the apps. Absolutely, something that is essential. But my boss, the CEO, always says the same thing every single time. Without marketing, without design, how are people supposed to know that we exist? How are people supposed to know about us, what we do, and what problems that we solve? And with storytelling in mind, do you, do you think storytelling really is a huge driving force behind XR technology just as much as the build of the technology itself? Well, um, this is kind of a yes, but answer. And I apologize at the beginning, right? Like you and I kind of started this conversation. I'm going to do the but 
and then say yes, I think is what I decided there. Uh, right, like we just came back from AWE where, you know, there were nearly 400 vendors on the expo floor and you could go and put your hands on, put your face in, you know, all of these technologies that you hear a lot about. Um, and really understand what it means to be using it, to be using it in, you know, the use case presented to be, um, and that moment, I think, where you get in touch with spatial computing, where you touch AR and VR apps for the first time is kind of crucial um, for everyone to have because it opens people's minds like immediately and they start asking questions and start trying to figure out how does it fit in my world and right like as an event organizer as somebody who's responsible for pushing uh, this industry forward um, that's like one of my biggest goals is to get those aha moments and I think you, you, you even saw it in Apple's announcement of the Vision Pro headset, right? The number of times they said, you have to see it to believe it was like notable. And they were kind of calling out that like some of this stuff you, you don't understand until you touch it and experience it firsthand. So that's the but. Um, in terms of storytelling, like, yes, absolutely. Um, I, I think when you are you know, telling people about new what I have learned as a marketer is that people take words and claims very seriously um, and they believe you and there is gravity, you know, to those kinds of claims. So if you tell somebody, you know, we're gonna change the way you use computers, they're they're gonna think about what that means and you know they're gonna have questions and they're gonna be like but i don't like it when os's update you know what does it mean when the computer's now on my face um you know and so um the storytelling is really key but i've pushed all of you know the teams that i have that we really have to show and not tell you know, when we can't get somebody into the the hardware to have that experience, you know, we have to show the impact. We have to show, you know, how people relate to it. We have to show those other parts of the story. Because just saying like, there's a lot of pixels in this screen and it gives you lots of capabilities, I think leaves a lot of people hungry for like, why should I care? Um, but when you, when you tell the stories about how it, it changes people's lives, how you can, you know, bring more people into educational institutions or how nonprofits can reach their audiences in new ways or how like dozens and hundreds of companies changed the way they thought about reaching their customers when COVID happened and they needed a remote option, right? Like that, that kind of stuff, I think, shows the impact, shows um, the possibility way more than... Um, just saying I got a new device. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These devices really are amazing, but it's so hard to describe them to people, you know, and to tell mm -hmm. people. I'm sure you get this a lot. What do you do for a living? That's hard to it's hard to describe. <laughs> it's hard to, you know, talk about XR technology, but especially what I've noticed about experience and things, even though I'm in the industry, I I had the pleasure of experiencing Hope for Haiti, which was at AWE, which is wonderful, a wonderful, wonderful organization. And Sarah from uh, from uh, me and me and Sarah from Hope for Haiti just spoke the other day. And what I was really amazed by is okay. you would walk through that experience. Right. 
and you would experience what it would be like to be a child in Haiti going to school and you would see the beauty of the foliage, you would see the building size, you would be able to get a good perspective. So it seems like one of the biggest use cases for XR technology is impact, impact through empathetic experiences. And did you notice that there was more impact-based technologies at AWE this year? Well, um, well, that's interesting. Uh, you kind of gave me a little bit of a head fake. Uh, I would absolutely say um, that both on the expo floor and the way that you see brands talking about technology, um, that the importance of impact and the um, the importance of storytelling beyond um just the stats and the gear and the vision uh, it is so key. Um, you know, I think um, to a certain degree, our job as marketers and people trying to introduce new ideas really benefited uh, from the hype and boom and the use of the word metaverse, because it kind of got a lot of people talking about the same set of ideas and um, it, it started to show up culturally, right? Like if you see it on Good Morning America, Right, like you can assume that it is becoming part of the cultural conversation. Um, and so I think uh, we've benefited recently, you know, from cultural awareness and curiosity um, about the metaverse. A and similarly, you know, today's consumers, the generations that are really driving culture, that are driving computing, that are interested in online relationships, uh, that are interested, that are already building online communities that have lived a lot of their lives online, happen to be interested in those things too, um, right? And one other bit about Impact and XR, right? Um, one of the biggest gaps uh, that innovation has when it's trying to engage with the enterprise is proving the value um, of taking a bet on a new idea. And sometimes it's about framing, you know, the value of the idea. Sometimes it's, um, but right, like being able to communicate impact and show um, the value of learning when you're piloting new ideas, the value of testing, you know, the value of um, being exposed to new ideas so you can be nimble and adopt them when the time comes. I think how quickly AI um, has become, you know, a focus of every business person's life really shows that being exposed to things, um, being aware of capabilities, tracking some of, um, you know, the impacts and, and ways that you can use tools gives you that ability to, to act on them much quicker uh, and with more uh, strength and vigor. I love what you said about how innovative technologies always have that challenge of how can they be valuable. And in Leslie Shannon's book, which I know both of us are, are a big fan of. It's over here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's in my studio somewhere too. Yeah. I, I remember reading it and, and I'm like, this is this is really good for me, but this would also be good for my girlfriend who has no idea what I do, um, who has a tough time understanding the metaverse. And she described it in a way of, you know, 3D TVs didn't really take off because there was no problem for them to solve. You know, they were kind of why? Why? That's that's the big question. Mm -hmm. But. The, a lot of people are asking that same question about XR. They ask the same question about the internet. They ask the same question about 4K. They ask the same question about a lot of these technologies that that come up. And you talk about education and impact and how mm -hmm. they they really 
have life-changing experiences built into them. And I know that you yourself have had life-changing experiences with this technology. And I believe it was augmented reality that, that helped, uh, that helped you along a lot, didn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a, I mean, it's a story that I was not expecting, you know, my career special interest in technology to ever result in. Um, and right, like when I was working at Torch and, and starting to teach these these B2B workshops about what is the value for business uh, in using AR and VR, um, you know, one of the very early use cases that still, you know, still is very, um, you know, robust, it's still highly active. Um, is uh, makeup and fashion try on, you know, and in the early days, it, it really just started as like, look, you can try on looks. And sometimes that can be included in like an e-commerce um, application. The one of the early Magic Mirror companies was like one of the first major exits of an XR hardware company for like tens of millions of dollars. It was around 50 million or more, right? And it was this really notable uh, launch. And so, of course, we were talking about uh, makeup magic mirrors um, in these, you know, XR for business classes. And to show how important it is to think about like, you know, if you're selling to enterprise, you want to have a cross-platform experience. I showed that the Sephora magic makeup mirror um, could be used on mobile devices, on web devices, in kiosks, in store. And I used the filter on myself um, to just put, you know, visuals in the slide. Oh, you know, let's put Nathan, um, you know, this kind of beefy masculine person, um, you know, in the makeup filters just to show how cross-platform and accessible it is. Um, but what happened was when I started exploring um, different looks, different presentations, um, different effects that I wouldn't have known how to do myself, that I wouldn't have necessarily felt safe in asking for help with or going out into public you know, to find experts to help me do, I could try on uh, different makeup, hairstyle. I, you know, it's been a long time since I've had a hairstyle. Um, and I could start to try on in the safety of my home, um, different presentations. Um, and it went from like a curiosity of like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if I tried the makeup filter to, oh, wow, some of these feminine looks feel good to wear. Um, and I, and it, it caused me to question and uncover um, my gender as a non-binary person. And so, um, I, I went through 40, you know, plus years of my life, um, kind of limited in how I understood myself um, and being able to like look at myself from a different perspective through a magic mirror, uh, you know, with these different looks uh, really helped me uncover part of myself that I wouldn't have been able to to find um, if I didn't have a, a good example, if I didn't have that safe place to kind of be curious and explore. Yeah. So. I, I love that. And I, it's, it's, it also makes me, um, you know, start to start to tear up a little bit that just these experiences can be so empathetic, you know, these, this technology can be, mm-hmm. can be caring. I mean, the technology itself is, is unbiased. It doesn't really have a, a, an opinion, yep. but the people who make apps like this and who, who make these designs, I can imagine that it can really help with 
the different communities that have been oppressed over time, that have mm-hmm. dealt with so much prejudice over time, because it quite literally lets you step into the shoes of of another person or lets you see what you would look yep. like with that makeup. And and it's a, it's yeah. also a really beautiful story too because I like what you said. You you put on the makeup and it felt good. It felt right. You know, and you could do that in a really, really safe space. So do you think that creating safe spaces is something big that XR technology can do for uh, especially especially uh, individuals such as yourself? Yeah, I I think that's I I think it's crucial that it does. Um, I also think, you know, that the folks at Sephora like aren't tracking, you know, how many people did we help find their gender? Um, it, that's like a qualitative part of just having these tools in the public sphere and having people organically engage with them. Um, and I think for me, that speaks to how powerful of an empathy engine this is or how powerful it is to be able to imagine yourself, you know, especially with AI now, like any way that you want to, and, you know, to have a whim and to be able to explore it. Um, that alone, I think, gives people, uh, community, um, you know, intentional communities so much power, uh, you know, and just to shout out a couple AWE things, right? Like, um, the, um, the choice is a documentary that's kind of told in like first person um, VR storytelling that was part of the playground as well um, at AWE that talks about, you know, uh, people's personal choices around um, around birth control and uh, around abortion and uh, the choices and opportunities and experiences that they have, um, you know, the the. Um, Goodness, uh, Brianna's Garden is another really um, stunning example of an Augie award-winning um, experience that very much right looks to recontextualize. Um, uh, goodness, Brianna Taylor's um, her, her life uh, and her experience as a black woman outside of the trauma and you know the violence that she experienced, and so um, those. The storytelling, I think the storytellers understand, you know, the impact and the the space. Um, I think people who have been in online communities also um, have always kind of um, one needed uh, the, the people that, you know, find community online often don't have it locally. And so like one of the benefits of um, having a, you know, a, an interlinked, you know, series of metaverses is that uh, you can continue to break down barriers like time and space and distance um, to, to so that a kid in Montana can have a community of queer people where they can be okay. Or, you know, somebody who is uh, disabled um, or, you know, does has mobile has troubles with mobility, you know, can be social and go to a dance party in um, Second Life, um, which is like this, where a lot of Dr. Donna Davis, um, who was a, a speaker and uh, uh, runs the Oregon Reality Lab um, at the University of Oregon, you know, uh, focuses on. So I think storytellers and world builders kind of know this stuff a lot. Um, and I think how do you like bring the question that I'm kind of interested, right, is it is almost flipping it on its head. And how do you take these known quantities of empathy and storytelling and creating new spaces for new ideas 
Um, and how do you sort of push those upstream to those other impact areas, you know, like, like nonprofits or uh, healthcare? Healthcare is like an amazing example of where you could really improve some experiences. <laughs> so um, just to I'll rein myself in a little on that. <laughs> it's really amazing to see individuals like yourself working in this industry and working towards these empathetic experiences, because oftentimes when people are thinking of XR technology, they're thinking of gaming and it's how it's been for, for a long time. And people don't realize, especially if, if they were to go to AWE, they realize, oh, no, this is mm -hmm. it's its own world that wants to share itself with every other world, every other business, every company, every organization. It wants to, it's what we want to share it. We want other people to, to use this technology. And I noticed that marketing, especially your role is a really powerful thing in, uh, in AWE in the augmented world expo, but also in, in XR. And there's so many different explanations for the metaverse and, and for this technology, how do you as as a marketer and, and just as a designer, how, how do you market this? Because a lot of us in the community could really learn from you because a lot of us in the community don't know necessarily how to market it or, or how to advertise it to people who are not in the in the business itself. Yeah. Well, one, thank you. Uh, that's very generous. Uh, you know, I, I think um, one of the troubles with innovators uh, anywhere is that um, they can see a future that, that doesn't exist yet, and they can see in some sort of magical way a path of how to get there. Um, and so when they make a tool that is a step forward in that journey, um, it's very clear, like, where it advances us, how it takes us there, and how it gets us to that end goal. But so much of the rest of that story is just locked in that vision and in their brain. And what, en what they end up saying is, I made this tool, it's finally here. Right? Like just thought experiment, think through your LinkedIn like feed, and how many times we made a thing like shows up as like the announcement for a product launch. Like it, it's supposed to feel like a meme, it's supposed to feel like a social communication, but it's literally just saying I made a thing. And like the story of its impact, the story of how it solves a problem, the story of all of those rest of the parts of that vision kind of gets just sublimated and because uh, you lead with I made it. Um, it's not an easy problem. Um, and I, I, you know, there's a couple like quick things. You can only really sell one thing at a time. Um, so when you say my customer is everybody, you're lying to somebody, <laughs> right? Like uh, if you're trying to convince one, you know, like, like Leslie Shannon is a, is a great example. You know, she is a very specific kind of customer for a very specific kind of enterprise. And if you're trying to sell somebody who's interested in, you know, telephone networking systems, an avatar app. And actually that was a horrible example um, <laughs> because uh, like, a, like a, I don't know, like a social world maybe. Uh, it just doesn't match the business model. It doesn't match a pain. And so the storytelling that you have to do to show its value is like really circuitous and like the journey's way too long. 
Um, but when you start with a problem, when you start with um, a really small bit of data or pain point, um, it can it can really flip the whole problem on its head. Um, and like, I'll give you an example of a product that I had a little bit of um, insight into the launch on um, and like how I really love its approach. And um, the Lowe's um, Innovation Lab launched a um, an AR measurement app that has all the buzzwords you could imagine. It's LIDAR scanning. It's computer vision guided. It's gamified. It's got validation and testing as part of, you know, it's scanning. It's got user input options so that they can correct models and like contribute to the process. And then it, it estimates the amount of product that you need and puts it into your e-commerce basket based on your interactions in a virtual space. Wow. <laughs> yes. Like all of the keywords, but if you were to tell anyone that like they were going to use an app like that, they would run away. And right, like the experience of this app actually is, hey, I'm interested in buying some flooring for a home remodel project. I'm in the Lowe's app, right? And one of the hardest things to do when you're trying to do a remodel is figure out how much product of this thing that I don't know a lot about do I need to fill my space that I also don't know a lot about. And right. And so all of these tools, all of these, you know, technologies basically come together in a game where they're like, Hey, you need to know how much flooring you need here. Just, just like, do a little tour of your room and find some Lowe's badges. Okay, now now do it again, but like look for the blue paint and make sure that all disappears, right? And then they're like, great, does this look like your room? It's just like very conversational. It's very engaged. There's no explanation of the technology needed. You don't need to know you're in an augmented reality world. This is LiDAR. But instead, it's literally like just, hey, I'm going to help you. It does a few things. It makes the calculations and it puts the right amount in your basket. And it was it was driving organic conversions like out of the gates because people found it useful. Right, like it, you can have all the keywords and that's for the right audiences. But when you're actually trying to like make a difference in somebody's life, just make something that's hard, easy, right? Uh, is is and and they'll gravitate to it honestly like <laughs> a good product maybe is you know like a, a product that's actually solving a customer's problem is probably the easiest one to market would be like the short summary of the whole thing I just uh, <laughs> well that, that that is brilliant making something hard easy and I definitely think that people in the community can learn from you they need to listen to this and they need to know about this so Nathan thank you so much for your insight and just for being part of this industry and for helping to make AWE with your amazing team happen just thank you for it all awesome thank you so much maxwell it's so great to have partners uh like the virtual world society um out there you know helping us uh, push this community forward yes. really appreciate it and we will continue to do that and we are happy to have these partnerships so thank you so much yes. and once again thank you for coming on the show thank you everybody for listening i am maxwell with the virtual world society podcast thank you so much you can listen to us every week